Hey everyone, I'm Erica Bazell, and in the over 10 years I've been in the health and wellness industry, I have become so passionate about all things wellness. I have a crazy love for learning and have devoted my career to sharing everything that I learned so that you can live your healthiest, most energized, highest vibe life. Each week I will share with you my thoughts on wellness, everything from fitness, nutrition, mental health, relationships, and more. Welcome to my confessions in whole body health. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to dive in to this topic of diet culture. This seems to be a term that's just starting to really pop up in mainstream media, but it's really been around for quite some time. I feel like as long as I've been in the wellness industry, I've dealt with this diet culture in some way, shape, or form all the way through. Yet I never really understood what it was until recently, or that it even was a negative thing. I have my master's in nutrition. I've done things like beach body. I was a beach body coach for years. And I've had clients ask me for tips and tricks when it comes to nutrition. How should I eat? What can I do with this plan or that plan? And I've found over the past 10 years that at the end of the day, people don't care what my answer was. I would get asked advice time and time again. And no matter what the advice was that I gave, I would see my clients turn around and do something else. It really got me thinking about what was the root cause of this? Why are my clients going elsewhere because my answers weren't good enough? And it took really years of me digging into this, working with different people, learning more about the industry, more about nutrition in general, to find that it had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with the advice that I gave, but it had to do with this diet culture around us in this world that we live in where everyone is supposed to look a certain way. We're supposed to dress a certain way. Our size of our clothes matter. And there's so much out there about losing weight. There's 101 different products and programs to tell us how to do that. And every single one is different. We live our lives in this way of trying to achieve this goal, this way to look, way to dress, way to be, that probably doesn't even actually exist for us. We forget that every single person's body is different. Every single person is going to respond differently to a different sort of diet plan. I mean, just think about all of the different things that are out there. Keto, Atkins, Mediterranean, Paleo, Carnivore, Intermittent Fasting. There's all different kinds of cleanses and shakes and supplements. We are counting calories and macros. We're counting points. There's no carb, low carb, no fat, high protein. Literally, the list is endless. And every single one tells you to do something different. So how is it that there are all of these different plans in existence that work for all these different people yet are so completely different? One of the common threads between most of these plans is this idea that everything is restrictive. There's always a list in each program of foods that you cannot eat. No dairy, no gluten. I've seen plans that say no fruit, no carbs, no fat. There's all this no, no, no. But if let's look back and think about when we were growing up, we grew up with the food pyramid. And while yes, there it has been changed, 
we grew up with this idea that we needed to eat from all of these different food groups. And even as this plan changed into the every plate and the proportions of each food group changed, we still were trying to eat from all these different food groups. So why is it all of a sudden when people are trying to be healthier, lose weight, that we decide we need to eliminate whole food groups? Now, this has nothing to do with being, you know, if you're allergic, have an actually underlying condition like celiacs, you can't have gluten. All of that aside, that we are just eliminating whole food groups from our diet. Why would we want to follow a meal plan that tells us we cannot eat fruit? With fruits and vegetables, we're told that we should eat a rainbow of colors. And this is because different colors actually physically represent different phytonutrients that are in these foods. So if we are eliminating fruits, we are now restricting the number of ways that we can get these rainbow variety in our food. I had a client recently tell me that she was talking to a nutrition expert at kind of a local chain diet facility. And they told her that she cannot eat carrots. And I looked at her and thought, what the heck? Why would you not eat carrots? They're great for your eyes. They have beta carotene in them. All of this stuff that is so good about carrots. Why would you not eat them? And they told her because carrots, as well as beets for that matter, have a higher sugar content than other vegetables, so they should just be avoided. Now, in all of my years in the industry, working with people in nutrition, I have yet to meet someone who I was worried about their sugar intake because they ate too much fruit or too many carrots and beets. I have yet. We need fruits and vegetables in our diet, and that is part of this diet culture that we are living in. Every single one of us are living in this diet culture. It is the world around us. This diet culture is how everything else is informing the way that we eat. One of the biggest problems that lies with a lot of these diet plans is that they're not sustainable. We've heard the term yo-yo dieting, where you lose some weight, then you gain it back, lose, gain, it goes back and forth. And this happens for a couple of reasons. The first one is that it's not sustainable. You weren't able to continue to restrict your diet so much to keep that weight off. So you gained it back. And then you're like, okay, well, it worked for me last time. It can work again. So let's try again. Okay, we lose the weight. It wasn't sustainable. We gain it back. Another way is that once we are on a diet plan, eventually our body adapts to it, gets used to it, and we don't shed that weight anymore. So once our body has become accustomed to this new way of eating, that way doesn't work. So then we try a new diet plan and we might have some success and the same thing happens. We get used to it, we plateau, and now it's time to try something else. With so many of these programs being restrictive, if we want it to work long-term to lose weight and keep it off or to be healthy and stay healthy, we have to stay on that diet plan. So when we're jumping headfirst into a new program, one that's telling us this list of things that we cannot eat, we are then saying that we are committing to never eating those things again. And what happens is that we start to tell ourselves stories about the food that we're eating, that we can't eat something because of this, because of that. 
comes back to our emotional and our mental wellness. The stories that we tell ourselves about the food that we're eating. We expect with any of these plans, this fast fix, this magic pill, we want to see these big numbers drop off, but we don't want to do the work. And sometimes that work doesn't necessarily mean eating better or working out or physically doing something. Sometimes that work is mental. How are we responding to the foods that we're eating? Are we beating ourselves up because we had a cookie? Or are we trying the best that we can, living in moderation and making small changes over time? Many of us at some point, I'm sure, have seen at least scenes from The Biggest Loser. And as this show came out, as I was just starting out in the industry, I watched it religiously. Every single episode, I was so invested in the transformation of these people. It took me years to really understand what was happening there. There are opinions in all different directions about was the show ethical and all sorts of different things. I'm not even here to get into that. People sitting at home were watching TV seeing someone lose 25 pounds in one week and thinking, I need to do that. Okay, what do I have to do? I want to see myself lose 10 pounds, 12 pounds, 20 pounds in one week. That's not healthy. There's a statistic that a healthy amount of weight to lose per week is like two pounds. The more that we restrict what we're taking in, the more that our body wants to hold on to everything. So we watched these people drop hundreds of pounds of weight in a short amount of time thinking that we could do that too. When in reality, they had all of these different things set up for them to hit those goals. You know, they have a private trainer. They have someone telling them exactly what to eat. The thing that they, you didn't see on the show was what they actually were eating all the time. That they had a zero sodium diet while they were there. That sure, they had temptation challenges where they would eat some donuts and cookies and then would blame that on their whole week being thrown off. If you're doing that much work, that much working out through a whole week, I mean hours in the gym every single day, and you are eating a perfectly clean and healthy diet and you had some donuts, some cookies, even in the hundreds to thousands of calories at these little challenges they would eat. You had to have been burning more throughout the rest of your week in order to offset that. You had to be. But what people don't notice is that it has nothing to do with the work that you're doing, the food that you're eating, and everything to do with the stories that you're telling yourself about that food and about that work. People had big numbers when they had big mental breakthroughs. It is so connected and people forget about that all the time. It's on to the next diet plan. It is on to the next fad commercial that we saw on TV. It is on to the next supplement and shake and anything else that they can get their hands on because they want something to work quickly. It's not quick. It's not meant to be quick. When most people start a weight loss journey, they tend to lose a little bit of weight more quickly at the beginning because of water weight. That's the first thing that our body's trying to get rid of when we lose weight is the extra water weight. Then our body composition starts to change. Another problem that leads into that yo-yo dieting with that 
lack of sustainability is that people like to haphazardly try different things. I mentioned bouncing from one plan to another, but also haphazardly trying those individual plans. One of the big ones that I hear about all the time lately is people haphazardly attempting a keto diet. There is a lot of work that goes into correctly monitoring a healthy keto diet. The average person who says that they are on a keto diet is not doing that work. To them, it's just a low-carb, high-fat, high-protein diet. I had a client once who asked me about the keto diet, and I actually did not recommend it for her, Um, but she was very determined to go ahead with it anyways. And I said, okay, but do your research so that you do it correctly. And a few weeks later, she came up to me and said, did you see the dinner that I made last night? I posted it on social media and I had missed it. So I asked her to describe it for me. She had made a homemade pizza with a crust was made of five different types of cheese. And this was a way to get away from the bread of the crust. Now, a five cheese crust pizza sounds delicious to me. Uh, Sign me up, give me the recipe. However, if I'm trying to lose weight and trying to be healthier, a five cheese crust pizza is not the way to do it. Making that pizza and thinking that you just had a super healthy meal is false. Might it be something that you make just to enjoy? Absolutely. Go for it. Moderation. But you cannot walk away from that meal and think that you just had the healthiest meal and that you are on your way to your weight loss. Absolutely not. It's the same that we see these challenges pop up in our gyms and facilities around us that you can lose this amount of weight in this amount of time, you know, 20 pounds in six weeks, 50 pounds in however long. They're all out there. And I've seen tons of people lose weight doing them. They are successful. They get that weight off in that amount of time. How did they do it? They restricted their diet immensely. They did crazy workouts every single day. So then people look at that and say, well, if I can't do those workouts every day, I can't physically, I have a prior injury, a health condition, something, then I can't lose that weight. Or it provides this notion that in order to lose weight, I have to completely restrict my diet. But I see it time and time again. They lose that weight. But then what happens after? They gain it back. I am not sure that I've actually seen anyone lose the weight in this program and keep it off. Let's go back to the biggest loser. They all gain that weight back. Maybe not all of it, but a lot of it. These programs are not sustainable. But the world around us, the media, is telling us to do all of these things. To try all of these different programs and that's what will get us toward our goals. On the flip side, there's this area of diet culture that's the total opposite. There are people out there who struggle with gaining weight. And anytime I say that, someone's like, oh, must be nice. No, it sucks. It sucks just as much as trying to lose weight. There comes another added layer of this like body shaming around it because you're too skinny so people think you have an eating disorder. That was me in high school. I remember my high school band teacher would buy me food all of the time to make sure that I was eating. Let me tell you, 
I was definitely eating in high school. My high school, that we did food and we did food well. I was eating. But I remember every time I would go to the doctor, they'd weigh me and they'd make a comment about my weight. Now, this was before I was really working out. I danced instead of took gym class. So that was, that was pretty much it. But every time I went to the doctor, they'd weigh me and make a comment about my weight. So then it was a joke with some of my friends, like, oh, when I would hit a certain weight, like, we'd have a party. And, you know, you just brush that off at the time. But looking back, that was traumatizing. That ended up having to fuel a lot of my later beliefs about my body, about the way that I eat, the way that I look, about that number on scale. Even recently, as an adult, I remember a couple years ago going to the doctor for my physical and them actually making a comment when they weighed me and saying, oh, good, you gained some weight. Little did she know that I actually, at that moment, was the heaviest weight I'd ever been in my entire life. And I was also probably the unhealthiest I'd maybe ever been. I had come off years of working out full-time, eating fairly well, to go back to school for massage where I gained almost 20 pounds in less than a year. That was not healthy. The number on the scale changing didn't mean that there was a healthy change in my life. It was the opposite. But they saw the number on the scale and said, oh, good, you gained weight. And I hear stories in the opposite from people all the time. That as soon as someone goes into a doctor with an issue, if they are at all what is considered overweight, the first thing the doctor does is says, well, if you lost some weight, this would get better. If you lost some weight, this, where it seems to come down in either direction at the end of the day to the weight, to that number on a scale, that is diet culture. That is the world that we are living in and the culture that we need to break free from. Being healthy is so much more than a number on a scale. Every single person out there is different. We hear this all the time. We are all unique. Our bodies are all different. What works for one person will not work for someone else. They have something else. And a third person has something different. At the end of the day, it's not about what works for the most people. It should be about how do we feel when we do this. So if we restrict our diets, how do we feel? Do we feel like we have more energy? Do we feel good about the foods that we're eating? Are we content with that restrictive diet? Or are we beating ourselves up because all we do is want that treat? Or we beat ourselves up when we have that treat? There is no perfect solution. It does not exist. Unless we say the perfect solution is finding your perfect solution. It's all a mental game. And there's, there's a couple reasons for this. The first one is we have to have a strong mental and emotional wellness to be able to stick with positive lifestyle changes for little bits over time. We make one little change, one little change, one little change. That is so much easier on our minds than trying to overhaul everything overnight. And the second way that this is mental is that we have to dig into this emotional and mental baggage around food. 
around our relationships with food. So it comes back to what is that story that we're telling ourselves about the food that we're eating? If we're on the super restrictive diet, are we telling ourselves that all these things that we cannot do? That negative energy being forced on us all the time, even by ourselves, brings us further down. Instead, if we could not beat ourselves up so much about the foods that we're eating, the things that we're doing, if we pay more attention to how do we feel, how do we feel when we eat that, when we do that workout, how do we feel because of the number on a scale, if we can give ourselves grace when we do have a treat, we do have a cheat day, or whatever it is that it might be, we beat ourselves up less over it. Our emotional and mental health rises and our physical health will follow it. Diet culture is about the way that everyone else says that we should look. Everyone else says about the way that we should eat. It's like there's this food shaming out there. Like someone doesn't want to admit that they had a cookie for dessert. Or someone doesn't want to admit that they had a big bowl of spaghetti for dinner. Because, ooh, carbs are bad. Why are we beating each other up for the way that we eat? For the way that we look? At the end of the day, it doesn't even matter what someone else thinks. What matters is how do you feel? What makes you feel alive? To have so much energy. To wake up every morning feeling good. That's what matters. Now is the time to throw out that diet culture, to let go of all of the things that someone else has told us is the right way to do it. How do you feel? What works for you? And letting go of everything else. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll talk to you soon.